Welcome to Superman and Lois, the New Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. This is the podcast all about the upcoming Superman and Lois television series on the CW. And the last preview episode, barring something unforeseen, we're very near to the start of the show. Next time we talk to you, we will have seen it, hopefully. Yeah, that's that's so exciting. It's been it's been a long time coming, and it's kind of crazy that next week it's actually going to be here. So yeah, I'm beyond excited. Yeah, and I, I wanted to look back just how long time coming it is. June of 2016 was when Tyler Hecklin was first cast as Clark Kent Superman for season two of Supergirl and appeared that season. That's the first time he appeared. I know a lot of people were clamoring for a show right away when he first appeared and when they first saw him. And for those people, they have been waiting nearly five years yeah. for that to be a reality. Uh, he appeared a couple times in Supergirl season two. Then in September of 2018 is when Elizabeth Bitsy Tolick was cast as Lois Lane for the upcoming CW crossover. That December is when Hecklin and Tolick first appeared together in Elseworlds as Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Yeah, I, I don't think I was one of the people like really wanting a live action Superman TV show in 2016 as soon as they brought him in to Supergirl. Um, not because of Tyler Hecklin, but just because of I I wanted him reserved for I wanted the Superman character reserved for films. Um, but as we've gone farther, I, I have opened up a lot more to wanting a TV show. And now, the especially with the premise of this being a family show and the introduction of Tulloch as, um, as Lois Lane, I have grown more and more excited about this show. And I have liked them, the two of them together a lot. I think I've liked their chemistry since the first time they appeared together in Elseworlds. Yeah. I thought that was really good. And something they built upon in October of 2019, the next year after they had appeared in Elseworlds, is when the show was officially put into development for the CW. So it seems like a long time now with pandemic, with everything else going on in the world. Uh, but it's almost a year and a half now since it was officially announced. And of course, it had been in the works for a while prior to that, before it was even announced by the CW. Yeah. Hecklin and Tulloch returned for Crisis on Infinite Earths December of 19 and January of 2020. And then in January of 2020 is when the show was officially ordered to series by the CW. So more than a year later, uh, we would have seen it in October had all things gone according to plan. But of course, things changed. Um, so yeah, we're <laughs> more than a year from the series order even. February 23rd of 2021, the show is scheduled to debut 8 p.m. 7 Central on the CW with a 90-minute premiere followed by a 30-minute Legacy of Hope special two-hour event. And then it's going to move to Tuesdays at 9 p.m for the remainder of season one. Yeah, and that's scheduled right now to get those 15 episodes, like you said, starting a week from today. Um, yeah, it's all things considered. I, I think this could have got ended up being delayed a whole lot more than it did. And so I, I'm really um, astonished and kind of, I think they deserve congratulations for making a safe set and getting everybody back safely and actually getting the show off the ground in such difficult um circumstances so it is pretty impressive how how much it, it wasn't delayed you know based on everything that is going on yeah absolutely so a reminder here for anybody who may be new to the podcast or or hasn't been following along and is just getting ready for the show they're like oh there's a new superman show coming out people who are just finding out about that uh, as new news to them uh, this is a little bit different there's been some superman on tv before uh, but this is different in that Clark Kent and Superman, Superman and Lois Lane are going to be married and have been married for a while and have two, two teenage boys and they're moving from Smallville or to Smallville from Metropolis. So it's going to be a very different setting, uh, other than the Smallville TV series, of course, and, uh, a different time in the lives of Lois and Clark. 
yeah, a different physical setting just in the the town that they're living in, but also a different emotional setting because it is it has a lot to do with the family and it's really going to be centered around the family versus maybe some of the other times we've seen Superman in live action. It's more centered around just Superman and his heroics. So uh, two different kinds of settings, but two two settings that are kind of unique. Um, well, not unique in the Smallville, but uh, definitely the family-wise it is, is unique across kind of the live action Superman media that we've seen so far. And also seeing... Lois and Clark and Superman that are that far along in their careers. This isn't, we're not going to see Superman's first days in, in the first few episodes. This is going to be, he's been doing this for, we don't know how long, 10 years, 15, well, probably since before the boys were born. So 15 years, at least maybe 20, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on what the timeline's at and what we find out about that. Yeah. But the, the official synopsis, uh, goes like this in Superman and Lois after years of facing megalomaniacal supervillains, monsters wrecking havoc on Metropolis, and alien invaders intent on wiping out the human race, the world's most famous superhero, the Man of Steel, aka Clark Kent, and comic book's most famous journalist, Lois Lane, come face-to-face with one of their greatest challenges ever, dealing with all the stress, pressures, and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. I think that was all one sentence. That was that was a bot. Um, anyways, com- com- complicating the already daunting job of raising two boys, Clark and Lois must also concern themselves with whether or not their sons Jonathan and Jordan could inherit their father's Kryptonian superpowers as they grow older. Returning to Smallville to handle some Kent family business, Clark and Lois are reacquainted with Lana Lang, a loan officer who also happens to be Clark's first love, and her fire chief husband, Kyle Cushing. The adults aren't the only ones rediscovering old friendships in Smallville as the Kent sons are reacquainted with Lana and Kyle's rebellious daughter, Sarah. Of course, there's never a dull moment in the life of a superhero, especially with Lois's father, General Samuel Lane, looking for Superman to vanquish a villain or save the day at a moment's notice. Meanwhile, Superman and Lois's return to idyllic Smallville is set to be upended when a mysterious stranger enters their lives. A lot of words there, a lot of characters, a lot of stuff that they did stuff in there. Good job reading yeah. that. Um, but yeah, the characters there, you touched on most of them, but there's a pretty big cast for season one, main cast of 10 characters. Um Tyler Hecklin from probably most well-known from Teen Wolf and now as Superman previously is Clark Kent, Superman. Elizabeth Bitsy Tolick from Grimm is Lois Lane. And the Kent boys, Jordan Elsass from Little Fires Everywhere is Jonathan Kent. And Alex Garfin from the Peanuts movie is Jordan Kent. Yeah, it is a little interesting that Jordan's playing Jonathan and somebody else is playing Jordan. I, I think I'll probably mix those up a few different times. But yeah, this this is obviously, those are going to be the the main core cast that we're probably going to see in every single episode because that's the family that's what the show is um geared around i'm i'm really interested to see how tyler and bitsy interact with the the boys but from everything that we've heard um from interviews with them in the past that there, there was a lot of chemistry between uh the actors playing the sons and the actors playing the parents yeah absolutely and it's a it's a very different dynamic like we talked about and seeing them both as parents as professionals and all of that is pretty exciting we also in the get to see some of lois's family more of lois's family as dylan walsh general sam lane is going to be a key member of the show yeah he's gonna again this this focus on family and parenting he's going to be uh, a parental figure to to lois and we're probably going to get to see him maybe give some parenting advice to clark and lois yeah so really playing up the family dynamic of the show i mean family aspect of the show different from a lot of superhero shows that are out there obviously some have families and things like that but this is really going to focus on that there's going to be the lang family the lang cushing family so emmanuel shrieky uh from entourage will be lana lang clark's old friend from the smallville days her husband will be played 
by Eric Valdez, Cal Cushing, and they have a couple of daughters, and Indy Navarrete is going to be playing Sarah Cushing, the older one, who is probably going to have lots of interactions with the Kemp boys. Yeah, and this is going to be more, uh, I don't know if you'd say, quote-unquote, normal family, because nobody in that family is a superhero. So it'll be interesting to see kind of the differences between these two families that are both living in the same town and have a lot of shared history, especially between Clark and Lana, um, how they navigate parental issues, family issues, um, and the differences between them because one has a superhero and the other does not. And also different backgrounds of that family being in Smallville, whereas the Mm -hmm. Ken family has spent most of their time in Metropolis. Yeah. So some different, different parenting styles and different backgrounds that they come from. And a couple of villains presumably villains we're assuming in the show Wole parks will be playing the stranger uh, kind of a mysterious character that we don't know much about the one with the cool costume in the trailers presumably and adam rayner will be morgan edge uh, a businessman that superman and lois have come and have had lots of dealings with in the last 50 years of comics yeah and morgan edge if if you're unfamiliar with him he's a bit like a lex luther character sort of so he can kind of fill fill that role in um, stories if they if they want him to yeah, the the businessman thing that seems to like, potentially be uh evil businessman can have a lot of uh a lot of involvement in any superhero story, I suppose. Uh the so who is the show coming from? Who's actually gonna be making it? Uh the showrunner and writer for the first couple episodes, Todd Helping, he comes from The Flash where he was a showrunner seasons two through five. Um and another producer is Greg Berlanti, who is does more T V than <laughs> anyone you would humanly think possible he has some sort of i don't know magical substance or superpower something that allows him to have more time in the day than every other human on earth because he somehow is involved in like 30 different tv shows so yeah it's he's involved and then Todd helping i think he did a great job on the flash if you've watched those seasons i think that pretty consistently good uh flash was especially during those seasons so i i have a lot of faith in him and a lot of a lot of things that he's said in interviews about the Superman character and what he wants for this show give me a lot of a lot of hope uh, that this show is going to go in the direction that I want it to. Yeah, I think Berlanti is just good at delegating. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good point though about helping. Uh, he said some great things. Hecklin and Tolik in all their interviews, they're saying all the right things, uh, things that I want to hear anyway. Um, really understanding those two main characters and how they how they matter in 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 what they're going to be like on the show and, and what their history is and all that. Uh, I love everything they've had to say so far. Yeah. And the director for the first couple episodes is going to be Lee Tolan Krieger. He's done some movies like Age of Adeline and a lot of TV pilots in recent years, Riverdale and Sabrina and uh, a lot of, he's got a pretty good track record with pilots. Yeah. So one question with a lot of people, there's a lot of CW shows out there, superhero shows. Do they need to have seen the dozens of seasons? Um, to watch and enjoy and understand Superman and Lois from all indications, it seems like no. Even though this Clark and Lois have appeared before, there was this event called Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that basically gave the show a blank slate, as Todd Helping had mentioned before. So even characters who may have appeared before years ago, once Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, they kind of had a fresh start, a reboot of the universe. And so while it exists in the same universe as shows like Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, Black Lightning... Mm-hmm. Is that it for now? I think so. <laughs> uh, you don't need to have seen every episode of all of those shows to know this is. This episode one is basically a fresh start, a blank slate. If you haven't seen anything before, you don't need to have to jump into the Superman show. Yeah, and this, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Superman is 
one of the most, if not the most, recognized characters in the world. So it's going to bring in people who who have not watched any of these other CW shows just based on the name of Superman alone. Um, and Todd Helping, again, has in his interviews, has talked about how I think he said his mom watches his shows and she doesn't read comics. She doesn't really know much about that. And he always kind of has her in mind when he's making this, like, is my mom going to understand this and enjoy it? So I think if you are if you're at that level, they're they are going to make the show enjoyable and that you're not going to be lost, like you said, if you haven't watched any of the other stuff. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some flashbacks and some some explaining about what happened in Crisis and why they have teenage sons, but you really don't need to know any of that because Crisis really means you can do whatever you want now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well said. Um, and so I'm sure it will have connections to the CWverse in the future. Uh, there's a plan to cross over with Batwoman this year, not happening because of COVID, but I'm guessing they'll certainly connect with those shows down the line. Um, but if you haven't seen them, again, it's probably not uh, not a big deal. Yeah. And this is all to say, it's it's not that it's going to be completely disconnected either. There will definitely be Easter eggs and hints and things for big fans who are, who have watched all these shows and read a lot of comics and stuff. There, There's still going to be stuff for people like that. It's just, it, it's, at least they're pitching it as something that is accessible to everybody at every level of this. Yeah. And especially with that many shows now, some people, not everyone watches all of them. So they kind of pick and choose and all that. And especially in season one, it makes sense to establish this show and these characters before kind of jumping out and expanding and throwing in other characters from other places and all that. So it'll allow this show to grow on its own. Definitely. So if you want to know where to watch, it depends where you're, you're coming from. Of course, um, we've got some international stuff. We'll share it on Twitter at TV Superman Lois, if you can find it, but there's CTV sci-fi channel and app in Canada. There's HBO España in, if you're in Spain, uh, Australia is on Foxtel 8, I believe. Norway, Denmark, Sweden, and Finland. If you're any of those, there's HBO Nordic. Um, so you can look up and we'll try to share as much as we can. But if you're in the US, um, obviously you can watch the CW Live or DVR, however you do that, where there's a cool thing the CW has done in recent years is made their episodes available the next day on CWTV.com or their mobile or smart TV app. So Roku and, and all of those. So you can check those out there the next day and they keep all of this season up until the season is complete so if you jump in at episode 10 and want to go back and watch one you can do that yeah we're, we're pretty spoiled in the u.s when it comes to to watching this but like you said well let us know if if you live outside the u.s and have found some other if you if you know how to watch it in your country and we'll we'll try to share that with other people just to make sure that everybody who can watch it can watch it yeah, there's also the option to purchase digitally uh, so Voodoo and iTunes already have this show up. It will eventually be on all the others, I'm sure, Google Play, Amazon, and whatever there. And that gives you access to the show the next day, um, usually at midnight Pacific yeah. time, I think, is when it pops up. So if you are a night owl, you can do that. Or the next morning, it would basically be available to you. And that's the cool thing about buying that is theoretically you own it forever. Although it's, <laughs> I don't want to get into purchasing digital licenses and yeah. all that. But so you can rewatch it whenever. And also it's without ads. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really all you need to know. Uh, if you're just new to the show and ready to try it out, we did ask for a few questions on Twitter and we got some good ones. Okay. So Steven, Steve at Steve Bob 1984. Are there any villains you're hoping will pop up in season one? I mean, top of my list. And this is like a, a big wish list item is Lex Luthor. I, I would love the character of Lex Luthor. We just talked about how Morgan Andrews is going to be on that. And he kind of fills that role. So it, it makes me, 
doubt that we will see the character of Lex Luthor, but he's such, to me, the the perfect kind of antithesis to Superman and especially to Clark Kent. Um, so I, I'd love to see him as a overarching villain that last season. So I, I'm willing to wait to see him come in later. So I guess maybe that's not a good answer to who I hope I see pop up in season one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not many I wouldn't. There's not many Superman villains I wouldn't to see. Actually, let me ask you that. Are there any that you would not want? Um, I don't know. Like something huge like Darkseid uh, coming on the show in the first season. I don't know if I would want to see something like like that. Uh, yeah, I I think for the first season, I would be more interested in seeing smaller villains who who don't have a huge lore and like kind of backstory behind them that I'm going to have to square with and like think about in my mind. I'm I'm more interested in focusing on the family and building that because I don't know the sons and I'm I want to get to know that family without having to spend this sounds weird but spend too much time with Superman fighting people so I, I want to spend <laughs> more time with Clark and Lois and the family no that's a really good point uh for villains I wouldn't want to see I want to see Lex in season one but I'm fine if they hold off for a while uh and Zod just because it seems like Lex and Zod are the only ones that have been adapted into live action and I know there's been more than that, but there, Superman has a lot of great villains and we just don't get to see many of them. So I would be fine if they held off on Lex, even though I want to see him have a big role. Zod, I'm fine not seeing Zod unless, um, and to get back to this question, if they had uh, any of the villains from Krypton pop up, maybe later in season one, once the show has established itself, we've already talked about ties to other shows. So tying into Krypton right away wouldn't make a lot of sense just to confuse people. But if they had Brainiac from Krypton, that would be the coolest thing. If they just had in that mythology or any of those villains there, it would be cool. But there's so many I want to see. Uh, we haven't really seen Superman fight Brainiac and Mongol. Brainiac was on Smallville, but um, not the big green alien monster uh, that he is in comics. So that would be cool. Uh, and Mongol is just another really cool one that I'd like to see. But there's so many. Um, even smaller ones, the more human villains like Toy Man and Prankster and and all of those, uh, there's Metallo and Parasite. It's a monster. So there's a ton of really cool ones. And I'm curious how they handle the villains because we haven't seen a lot of casting for villains yet. So um, how they juggle all that will be cool to see. Yeah, you bring up Metallo. I think Metallo is the perfect example of a moderate-sized villain that I think would work really well in season one. Uh, then Gian Bianco asked, why did they flash forward to when the boys were teenagers? And why did they just say that there were two boys instead of just Jonathan? That's a that's a really good question and one that we don't have an exact answer to yet. But I mean, the, the easy, fast answer is Crisis on Infinite Earths happened and things happened. That was kind of the cliffhanger at the end was because we knew that we saw that they had a baby and they had the one child. And then it was the cliffhanger that you need to come home because of the boys. And so they now have multiple kids and they're older. So as far as like metaphysically wise why did it happen i don't know and i don't know if we'll get a super detailed explanation but like story wise and series wise i think they did it because it makes a lot of sense to have characters who can speak and act and um have stories of their own and i do like that they're gonna have two kids instead of one i was a little hesitant at first but i think it's gonna open up some really interesting storytelling um, especially if one of the kids takes more after lois and one takes more after clark i think that that will do a lot to open up a lot of story opportunities for them. Absolutely. So I don't think crisis did a good job of explaining that. No. And it was just a quick <laughs> moment. Um, 
but I don't think they're flashing forward. All accounts are, by all accounts, this is a present day show. So it's roughly the same time period of the other shows that are going on this season in that universe. Um, and I think it just crisis did a poor job of saying that. So as, as far as this Clark knows, he's always had twin boys going back 12, 13, 14 years ago, however long they were born. Uh, the, the tricky part is crisis where it seemed like he was surprised that he had boys, yeah. but I think it just did a poor job of showing, you know, I take that to mean he was surprised that the boys were in trouble or that they needed him right away. Uh, and they did a poor job of saying that, but that time he had twin teenage boys that he knew about, but they, that wasn't very clear in crisis. Yeah. I, it would be really strange. I don't think they're going to do this. Like you said, to have him not remember or know the past 15 years of his kid's life, that would that make for a really awkward parent child relationship. So like you said, I don't think that's a big surprise, but I, I do wonder if he remembers a time before not having kids slash also remembers having kids for 15 years. I don't know how that works, but that's the kind of weird stuff you get into with time travel and dimensions and whatnot. And that's the kind of stuff I don't expect them to address. Yeah. And I don't think there's a need to address it really in, in the show, just because that would really confuse and turn off new viewers. Yep. Hikari asked, are we going to see a Batman and Superman interaction? I think Tyler Posey should play Batman for a Teen Wolf reunion. I, from everything in the past, I think they have been pretty, they've shied away quite a bit from showing Batman on these TV shows. We've we've had Bruce Wayne before, but correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've ever seen Batman in a suit, which this, to be fair, you weren't asking about that. You were just asking about the Batman character. Could we see Bruce Wayne? Maybe. But I, I think there's enough possibilities for storytelling and being in Smallville, particularly, I think there's enough to go off that we don't need to bring in Batman or Bruce Wayne. But that's that's just kind of my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't really need to see that either. Although I could have seen the Batwoman crossover if they did that involving that. Mm -hmm. um, as far as we know, Batman is missing on this universe. And there was a there's a Bruce Wayne that has been cast and appeared in Batwoman. Um, but not exactly, but I would assume that's who that would be. So I don't know if we'll see that. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw it at some point. They've been, you know, nothing major, but maybe something small. But I'm curious what their history might be and all that. Yeah. Smash Guy says, do you think Doomsday or Zod have any chance of showing up in the series? And if they did, what kind of stories would you want to see them feature in? Uh, this kind of goes back to villains you want to see. And the really good point that you brought up of if they, I would love to see them, especially if they're connected to Krypton and they could bring in some of the same character design and actors um, and kind of tie in those stories just because we don't have Krypton anymore. And it was such a great shoot into kind of the a, a deeper part of the Superman mythology. And it would be really awesome to tie those together in a way where you wouldn't have to have ever seen Krypton or really know much about it. But for people who did watch it, enjoyed it, you would get a lot of uh, enjoyment out of seeing them come into the show. Yeah, I'm fine not seeing Zod, but I would be I think there's a good chance if the show's successful at some point, we will see him. And mm -hmm. like you said, tying it into Krypton, if they did involve, there's a time travel aspect to Krypton and there's some really good villains on Krypton. So if they did tie that in, I think it would be cool um, and have that Zod uh, would be really cool. And also that Doomsday, but I don't, there's not necessarily any stories I would want to see with Zod that I can think of. Um, maybe something like Last Sun would make sense to deal with the family aspect of it. Um, and Doomsday I mean, the only story I really want to see from Doomsday is the death of Superman. So I think that would be really cool to play out maybe a few seasons down the line and have yeah. that like, a long form death of Superman adaptation that's never really happened in live action. Um, at least like the full story played out. You know, it's been done in the movies, but a shorter truncated version of it. Yeah, that would be that would be a really cool story to, to see. But like you said, that 
that is definitely not something I want to see in the first season or even maybe the first like three or four seasons that, like you said, that's way down the line. Yeah, down the line. And that would be, I think that would be a really cool story to see how Lois and the boys react to that. If one of them has powers, is that yeah. when they, do one of them try to emerge and replace Superman? And then, I don't know, I think that could be a really cool uh, story to play out in a longer format like TV. Yeah. And then Ashley asks, uh, what part of Clark's and Lois's story are you ready for the show to really dive into? For me, it's Lois as a mother and Clark as a father. We've seen him as Superman in movies and shows, but hardly as a parent. Lois we've seen as a journalist, but hardly a mother. I, I think you really hit the, the nail on the head there of this is what really attracts me to this show. And what I'm really looking forward to is seeing these two characters that I've seen a lot of other times in their primary roles that you mentioned there, seeing them as parents and seeing them as husband and wife and seeing them dealing with family issues and kind of more human issues. I think that is what is really interesting about the show and what gives it a unique lens and a unique storytelling ability that some of the other live action adaptations haven't had. So so really, I, I think I agree 100% with you is, is that's what I'm I'm hoping they dive into. Absolutely. And I'm sure they will. So I think this is farther along than we've ever seen them in live action Clark and Lois. So it's you know past any other version. So seeing them as parents, uh, seeing them married and this far into it, uh, seeing what their relationship is like together, um, seeing what a veteran Superman is like, because we've never really seen that experience of a Superman in live action, uh, seeing him having things together and figuring it out and how that balances and just all of that, um, their dynamic once they've been through uh, dozens of adventures together and have figured all that out, what that looks like is something really cool to see. I love the, seeing the first time they meet and all that, and I would not mind seeing more of that, but I also like seeing when they've been together for a while and, and what that looks like. All of that being said, I really do hope that we get to see Lois being a really good reporter and seeing a lot into her world and going on some maybe dangerous missions and being an investigative journalist. I We have definitely seen Lois as a reporter, but I still think a lot of times her stories have been super connected to Superman and Superman has had to save the day when things go wrong. And there's nothing wrong with that, but Lois is a very strong, capable character in her own right. And I'd love to see that fleshed out some more. Yeah. And along with that, what does the world think of those two? Right. Of, mm -hmm. I'm sure Lois Lane has developed quite a reputation in the criminal underworld uh, for uncovering things. And I'm sure Superman, the same thing. So what is the world, how does the world react to them in a world that has seen Superman for 20 years? You know, do they stop and take pictures of him when he saves the day? Or are they kind of bored with him or, or all that? Um, I think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. Yeah. Let me put you on the spot here with one last question before we go. We've talked a lot about different things, but ultimately, what do you want to see? There's one thing. What do you want to see from the show? Or what, what would it take for you to consider this show a success going into this first episode and the entire series as a whole yeah to if at the end of this after season 15 and they, they wrap up <laughs> uh, supernatural style right no at, at the end of everything i i would consider this show a success if i got a real feel for the impact that the parents that lois and clark had both the kents his parents from krypton her parents if i see the impact that they had on their parenting style and then how they learned from that and how they differed from that, how they navigated those different things to raise two kids from teenagers to adulthood to being like, even if the kids don't end up having powers, to being great members of humanity um, and 
being able to interact with humanity and improve the world just because they had these two parents, not because their parents had super powers or because their parents were a super hope profile, high profile reporter, but just because of the humanity of Lois and Clark. So I hope that that comes across even through all of the the action and crazy things that are bound to happen in, in the series. I hope at the end of it, that's the main lingering thing is that these are two really good parents who've passed on their ideals and their, their values onto their kids. That's a great answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kind of along the same lines with you there. I mean, sure. I want to see so many storylines and characters and Superman action and Lois Lane stories and uh, them as reporters and daily planet stuff and Metropolis, all this, but no matter how long it goes or whatever the special effects look like or, you know, whatever the action is or anything like that. I mean, ultimately I'm a fan of Clark Kent and Lois Lane. So I just want the show to do those two characters justice. Um, uh, two really great individual characters and two great characters together and um, seeing their humanity, like you talked about and their heroism and all of that is, you know, I can watch them in Smallville taking out the trash or uh, whatever, as long as it's true to those characters, I will uh, be a fan of the show. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have. The show's about here, guys. Uh, hope you're excited. We certainly are. And if you want to do us a favor in the meantime, leave us a review, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. And um, that will help the show grow, especially as it gets it's ready to go now. It's time. So thanks for listening. We'll be back after the pilot. Mm-hmm.